Hello, what is up guys? I'm Ann from Peso Smart PH here. Welcome sa pinabagong episode. Shout out to all the podcast listeners as well. I appreciate you all. Today we're gonna talk about the Philippine inflation and yung inflation in general. But before we get started, I'm just gonna show you, I think this is four stocks na medyo malapit yung kanilang current trading price sa kanilang 52-week low. Ibig sabihin ng 52-week low is ito yung pinakamababang price na nakuha or na-trade itong stock na to within the span of one year. So, the past year. So, yung una is FLI, Philinvest Land Incorporated. Before, may ganito rin akong stock, but currently, just want to disclose this. Wala akong hinawa ka na Philinvest ngayon, but if you're looking to buy some of Philinvest stocks previously, if you're eyeing this stock, then probably this is a good time to buy. Kasi malapit siya sa kanyang 52-week low. Kakakuha lang niyan. Another one, ito, personally meron akong globe stocks and currently I'm accumulating some globe stocks. Kasi attractive na ulit yung price niya. Before, nag, noong 2021, nag 3,000 plus yan and then 2022, nasa 2,000 plus pa rin naglalaro. Nag-hover and the better part of 2022, nasa above 2,000 pa rin siya. And the start of this year, above 2,000 pa rin siya and then eventually nag-plummet na I think the past few weeks lang, late Feb and early March nag-plummet na siya below 2K. And today nga, nakuha niya yung lowest niya in one year. Nasa 1,772. Ang kailan nyo lang, uh, kailan nyo lang i-take note dito is medyo, hindi naman sobrang taso, but mas malaking kailangan yung capital in comparison sa ibang stocks. Kasi 5 yung board lot. So, 5 yung minimum stocks na kailangan yung bilhin for globe stocks. So, sa current market price na to, around 8,800 yung bili ko kanina. So, yun yung kailangan yung i-put out na capital. The next one is SEC, Semerara. So, before kung nakita nyo yung video ko, diba, muntik na siya mag-50 ulit. Yun yung all-time high niya before. But last year, nag-hover na ulit siya to around 44 pesos per share. And then, I made a video about that. And... Uh, yung opinion ko at that time was it was a very good time to sell at that price point. So yun yung parang peak ng ng energy prices sa Philippines and of course sa buong mundo. And last year nga diba sobrang nag-rely tayo sa sa coal for energy. That's why umakit ng sobrang stock prices ng Semerara, ng SEC. And ito nga recently lang nag-dip na ulit siya and nasa 28 pesos per share siya and yung lowest niya was 26.10 in the past year and then lastly is SGP yung Synergy Grid and Development Philippines so nasa 11 pesos na ulit siya but recently lang din nag 10.80 pesos siya and recently lang din umabot siya ng around almost 14 pesos per share 13.98 but yeah in my opinion this price point is still very very attractive. And by the way, meron din pala akong si SGP. So, wala akong FLI. SEC ko nabenta ko na previously pa. And currently, I'm not looking into buying some SEC stocks. Kasi before yung SEC, nasa nasa 11 pesos lang yan. Minsan pa nga nag-depend ng below 10 nung nag-start yung pandemic. So, it's kind of hard to buy at 28 pesos per share. Although, it's still, it's still good. Kasi maganda yung yung binibigay niya na dividends. Baya. And then yun SGP, kakabili ko lang din at around 10-ish pesos per share bago siya, bago siya mag-11. I think noong January and noong Feb ako bumili. 
But yeah, yun lang. And let's get started na with the inflation topic. So way back last year then, nung nag-start tayong maggawa ng mga videos ng episodes about inflation dito sa channel. Kinumpare natin yung inflation rate ng Philippines versus the United States. So sinabi ko rin before na yung prediction ko, medyo delay yung inflation sa atin. So nag-peak na sila nung June ng around 9.1%. But tayo ngayon, nagpipeak pa lang tayo. So currently yung peak natin was nung January. Nasa 8.7. Ba't di natin makita? Ito pala. Dito pala sa taas ito. <laughs> so 8.7. And currently, yung most recent nung Feb inflation natin is at 8.6%. So yes, mumuba siya ng around 0.1%. But that doesn't mean na nawala ng inflation. <laughs> Kasi yes, mumuba siya. But inflation is still there. And tumataas pa rin yung prices ng, ng goods, ng commodities, ng services. But at a slightly slower rate. So, ganun lang siya. And even naman maging, for example, next month maging biglang 5%, which is highly unlikely. Meron pa rin inflation, 5% pa rin yung average na increase ng mga, ng prices ng, ng goods, services. But, it, it's much better kung ganun yung inflation rate natin kasi mas healthy on for the economy. Kasi mas mabagal yung pagtaas ng mga prices. And ideally nga, para maging Ideally, nasa 2 to 4% lang yung inflation rate para, para magtuloy-tuloy yung pag-boom ng economy. And trabaho ng Fed, ng US Fed, and dito sa atin ng BSP na taasan yung interest rate para mapababa, mapababa ulit yung, yung inflation rate. So, doon pumapasok yung quantitative tightening. Kasi before, ang daming, like, almost free lang yung money kasi ang baba nung interest rate. So, almost zero. So, halos libre lang umutang yung mga businesses, yung mga companies. So, madali lang mag-invest before and kumbaga cheap money yung ginagamit. But ngayon, since mataas na nga, nasa 5 point something percent na yung, yung, yung interest rate to around 6.25%. So, that's really high. So, ganun yung nangyayari kapag quantitative tightening. And then, of course, nagbebenta rin. Nag-offload ng assets yung US Fed sa market. So, binabawasan nila yung kanilang, yung kanilang balance sheet. And hindi sila nag-inject masyado ng pera sa economy. So, itong report na to or press release ng BSP ng Banko Sentral ng Pilipinas. Accessible din to sa lahat. So, you can just go to their website para ma-access to. So, ito yung press release last Feb 16, 2023. So, last month pa. So, ito yung, ito yung time na nag-raise sila ng around 50 basis points sa interest rate. Again, this is to combat yung, yung inflation. So, accordingly, the interest rates on the overnight deposit and lending facilities will be set to 5.5% and 6.5% respectively. So, yung 50 basis points, ang equivalent niyan is 0.5. And then, makita natin dito towards the end na, well, actually dito pa nga. Average inflation is projected to breach the upper end of the 2-4% target range at 6.1% in 2023. 
So, ito yung kumbaga target natin ng BSP for this year. And then eventually, makuha yung around 2 to 4% by the end of 2024. Kasi yun nga yung sweet spot, kumbaga, for the inflation. Yun yung, yun yung target para mas, para mag-work kumbaga yung economy efficiently. So, sa next meeting ng BSP, probably, syempre, magre-rely sila dun sa data ng inflation kung mas nag-slow down na ba in the next coming months. And yung Feb numbers nga is not that good. Kasi yung Feb numbers lumalabas siya ng March. So, yung March lalabas ng April. So on and so forth. So, medyo delay yung data. So, itong 50 basis points ito, ang pinagbasihan dito is yung January pa and yung previous months nung 2022. That's why 50 basis points yung kanilang in-increase sa interest rate. But probably, most likely, sa next nilang meeting, 50 basis points ulit yung gagawin nila or 0.25. Kasi I think hindi pa, hindi pa pwedeng mag-freeze ng pagtaas ng interest rate. Kailangan nilang pabagalin pa. Or yun nga, 0.25 yung succeeding, succeeding na increase. And then eventually doon sila mag-freeze, hindi na sila magtataas, hindi rin magbababa ng, ng interest rate. So kapag nakita natin na consistent na yung pagbagsak and steady na yung pagbagsak ng inflation, doon lang yung time na pwedeng sabihin, okay, pwede na tayo magbawas ulit ng interest rate. And then eventually, babalik na ulit tayo sa quantitative easing. Yun yung kabaligtaran ng quantitative tightening in which nagpiprint ng maraming pera para magkaroon ng liquidity sa markets and of course sa buong economy. And then dito tingnan natin yung summary ng PSA, Philippine Statistics Authority ng Inflation Report or Inflation Consumer Price Index Report ng Feb 2023. So nilabas to noong March 7, 2023. So, ito nyo naman dito, 8.6 nga yung headline CPI. Yung core is 7.6. Sa NCR, headline is 8.7. And yung ibang regions na hindi NCR is 8.6%. So, pagkakinumpare natin nung Feb 2022, ang layo, di ba? 3% lang. Then core, inflation 1.9. Headline 1.9. Then outside NCR, 3.4. So, ang layo sa numbers today. Sobrang accel- accelerated yung inflation. And if, for example, you're paying bills, you're, you're buying gas, you're buying groceries, for sure, nakikita nyo yung effect. No? And naramdaman yung effect ng high inflation rate. Kasi syempre, tumataas yung presyo ng mga bilihin. And of course, ng mga services. So... Uh, ito, yung food and non-alcoholic beverages, 10.8% yung in-increase. So, ang taas, diba? Diyan pa lang, ang sakit na nun. And average lang yan. So, sometimes may, ma- may makita ka na almost nag-double na yung price, diba? Like, for example, bumaga na example, sabihin natin, bumibili ka palagi ng, ng bread or ng flour or ng sugar or ng eggs, di ba? May mga ganun. Like, some of those items, mas malaki yung tinaas yung presyo in comparison to the other. Kasi syempre, iba yung, for example, yung pag-produce nung good na yun in comparison do sa ibang goods. So, ang maliit lang dito is information and communication, 0.8%. So, not really 
that big of a deal. Isa pang mataas dito is alcoholic beverages and tobacco. But that won't really stop Filipinos from like smoking and drinking, I guess. Then restaurants and accommodation services, 8.1%. So I say it's the pinakamataas din. Yeah, that was the third highest. Then yung iba, below, below 7% na lang din naman. So ito, itong table B. So ito yung comparison ng inflation per month from their 2018 up until 2023. So ito yung nga sobrang inflated ng numbers this year and towards the second half of 2022. So, tignan natin, all throughout the board, around 3 to 4 to 6% lang before. Medyo tumaas lang din nung second half ng 2018, but eventually bumaba na ulit to around 4% nung 2019. And then, kita nyo, 0.5% lang nung, nung September, then 0.6 na October. And then, eventually in 2020, doon medyo nag-settle down na ulit yung inflation rate. Kasi nga, nag-inject ng sobrang daming pera yung US Fed sa economy and sa buong financial system in general. Kasi USD yung piniprint ng US Fed. And almost lahat ng country sa buong mundo ginagamit yung USD. And fun fact, yung USD lang yung pwede mo ipambayad or ipambili ng, ng fuel or ng gas. <laughs> So, I'm not sure kung saan ko nabasa yun, but yeah, that is a fact. And that's why ganun ka valuable yung USD. And kaya nagkakaroon din ng deficit, no? Yung, yung mga bansa. Katulad din na Philippines, meron tayong, uh, meron tayong trade deficit. So, ibig sabihin, mas mataas yung ini-import natin in comparison sa ina-export. So, of course, mainly yung ini-import natin. So, we have corn, we have rice. And then, yung energy, yung fuel, yung, yung gas. And then, kaya naging malakas din, no? Almost like 60 pesos per dollar, no? Yung, yung USD before. And kaya, kaya sobrang, kaya sobrang lumakas yung USD at that time. Kasi nga, matas yung demand for USD. Kasi, nung ginera ng, ng Russia yung Ukraine, doon nagkaroon ng problema. Doon nagkaroon ng, ng energy crisis yung Europe. And eventually, naapektuhan din yung buong mundo. And of course, naapektuhan din yung prices ng, ng fuel, ng gas. But yeah, going back, 2021, steady pa rin. Hindi naman umakyat ng pinakamataas na was 4.4% at that year. And eventually nga, 2022. Okay pa rin ng first half, but ng June, July, August. Kasi doon nga nag-start and yung US Fed ng quantitative tightening. So early that year pa lang, sinabi na nila na well actually in November sila nag-start magtaas ng interest rate ng 2021. Then nag-continue yun buong 2022, then eventually and dito pa rin tayo nagtataas pa rin ng, <laughs> ng interest rate yung US Fed kasi yun talaga yung main way to combat inflation, high inflation. Kailangan pataasin yung interest rate. So, even though mababa yung inflation ng first half ng 2022, yung naging average pa rin niya by the end of the year, 5.8%. And ngayon tayo, mataas tayo. Nasa 8.6% yung average. Kasi nga, medyo nagkaroon ng delay, no? Yung ating inflation in comparison sa US. And eventually, kapag ka napababa tao, siguro mag-hover tayo around uh, 6% target towards the end of this year and then eventually 2024 doon natin makukuha yung sweet spot ng 2 to 4% ulit 
So yan, more info sa quantitative tightening from Investopedia. So QT, also known as balance sheet normalization, refers to monetary policies that contract or reduce the Federal Reserve or Fed balance sheet. So again, nag-unload sila ng assets. So QT is the opposite of quantitative easing. So we touched on that na rin earlier. The Fed implements QT by either selling treasuries, government bonds, or letting them mature and removing them from its cash balances. And then yung main risk ng QT, ng quantitative tightening, is that it has the potential to destabilize financial markets which could trigger a global economic crisis. So, mostly dyan nag-revolve yung markets. Kasi pagka quantitative easing, again, there's cheap money all over. So, sobrang na-fuel yung economy and yung mga financial markets. So, Noong nag-start kayong pandemic, di ba, nagbigay sila or nag-print ng almost unlimited na pera. Around, I think, 3 point something trillion US dollars yung pinrent at that period. So that's why yung extra cash na yun napunta sa stock market, napunta sa bonds market, napunta sa real estate market, napunta sa crypto market. That's why nagkaroon ng magandang bull run noong 2021. Then eventually, nung sinabi nga ng Fed na mag- magka-quantitative, tightening na ulit sila sa time na nag nag-cash out kumo or nagbenta yung mga investors yung mga traders no wala namang positions mga big positions sila na hinohold then eventually ito na nga nag-crash ulit yung stock market around 20 to 40% yung crypto market more than 50% so ito yung mga kailangan natin matutunan kapag ka nag-invest and yeah it's really hard to like time the market and to predict kung ano bang gagawin nung nung Fed and nung BSP Anong gagawin nila next month sa next meeting nila? Gano'n makataas ang inflation? We don't really know. So, mahirap i-time yung market. So, yung pinaka-sound pa rin na strategy is to buy consistently yung mga stocks or mga assets na gusto nyo i-hold in the long term. Yung mga companies, yung mga businesses na magta-thrive kahit na mayroong crisis, kahit na maganda yung lagay nung na economy so yun uh, peso cost averaging and dollar cost averaging yun pa rin yung pinakamadali and pinaka again sound na strategy na pwede nyo i-apply kapag gaganitong sobrang unpredictable nung mga pwede mangyari in the next few months and we can say in the next year so unless hindi tayo makalis sa quantitative tightening na to. Hindi magbo-bull run all throughout yung mga market. So, hindi sila mag-achieve ng panibagong all-time highs. Siguro may mga ibang ibang assets, no? Na, yes, magkakaroon sila magandang run, but they won't really reach yung kumbaga parang full potential ng bull run. Kapag pagka mataas yung interest rate, mataas yung inflation rate and nasa quantitative tightening tayo kasi wala masyadong liquidity, wala masyadong capital. And yeah, that's gonna be it for this episode guys. Sana may natutunan kayo. And if natripan yung content ko, like, comment, and subscribe. You know what to do. And I'll see you on the next episode. Always remember, be pass smart.